I'm not winging it. I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That means winging it, That's winging it. Welcome back to the No Good Company podcast. It is Blair, the one and only host that we have so far. Um, Thank you guys for tuning back in. I want to start with just thanking everyone, every single person that just took a chance and listened to my podcast, whether you loved it or you didn't. I wholeheartedly appreciate it so much. You guys have no clue what it meant to just check my insights and see how many people just supported me. On the first two days, over the first two days, I garnered over 300 downloads and that means the world to me. This is coming from someone who wanted to be in the podcast arena three years ago, but was just simply scared. I was like, you know, I'm just a very unique person and I often find myself having to defend my views and my opinions so much and the fact that so many people you know, wanted to support whatever I had to say, it's very surprising to me. So I'll start off with what I'm drinking on. Sorry, y'all. I just did some, um, I just took some nasal spray because I have sinus issues. And um, where I'm at right now, I live on top of a mountain and it is snowing. So the air pressure has got me all wonky. And I did some nasal decongestion. And it is running down the back of my throat right now. So I'm going to take a sip of my champagne. What I'm sipping on today, I cooked me and one of my good girlfriends um, dinner. We ate breakfast for dinner because we're we're snowed in for the most part. <clears throat> she is in the living room right now um, playing the switch. But hopefully she stays. The night is very icy outside, but she may be going home. (laughs) So we had champagne, we had mimosas and stuff. And now I'm drinking um, this Prosecco Rosé that I had from Friday um, to just kind of ease my nerves a little bit. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I'm, I'm winging this stuff. I have no background in podcasting. I don't know. I don't have any fancy equipment. This is just me going into the little office I made for myself because I work at home now and just doing what I love to do, which is talk shit. So um, my day or my week since um, I dropped the first episode, it's actually been great. I am so proud of myself and how productive I've managed to be. I've had to make a dozen or so lifestyle changes over the past two or three months. And it's manifesting into something that I can really get with and um, just less confusion, you know, more direction. And so I did get a little discombobulated this weekend. Uh, Friday after work, um, I was feeling very sore and achy. And I just needed somebody else to touch me. (laughs) So I did get a massage and I thought I left my work phone at the massage parlor. And I thought that the masseuse took the phone because I was calling it, calling it. And I was not hearing it vibrate throughout my house. I don't have that huge of a house. I got a little, little tiny house. (laughs) It wasn't in my car. Got a little tiny car. Not as tiny as Giselle's, but um, tiny car. Um, it's, it's not, you know, ringing. And then actually my best friend, she came over today and she found the phone like on accident, but, um, I texted my boss. I had it hacking into my phone, trying to find the location. Um, they have already ordered me a new phone and now I have found my old phone. (laughs) And so this weekend I was all discombobulated. Everything that I wanted to do, I kind of got, I kind of put it at a standstill and I'm saying that to tell you guys, don't let that stuff happen. And I told myself, I can't stress over it. I can't stress over it. So, um, if I stayed in the house, all I wanted to do was tear up my house and try to find the phone. So I just went out and bought me a Nintendo switch. (laughs) 
to kind of, I mean, I couldn't watch Housewives. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else. I didn't want to go work out. So I just went and bought me a game console. And now I don't know how to work it because I haven't gamed in years. The last game I played was The Sims and that was in 2012. And then shortly after that, I went to school, went to undergrad. And um, after that, I started living real life. So there's no need for me to play The Sims anymore. Okay. I will start off with my review of Atlanta. So a little birdie. Shout out to Brooke. Yes, that's Brooke Ashley. Um, I asked her for a few pointers because I love, love, love her YouTube reviews. I love her unboxing videos and everything. And she's really good at what she does. So I did ask her for a few pointers on the podcast of getting through things that you just don't find interesting on the show. And she gave me some pointers that I am taking, even though it's going to seem like I'm not in this next moment. I'm not going to call it boring, but watching Real Housewives of Atlanta after watching Potomac, is like, it's like smoking weed after you do cocaine. It's just going to put you to sleep. I took two lines worth of notes on Atlanta, and I just want you guys to know I am a note-taking chick. This is what I wrote for Atlanta, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Kenya invites Drew over. Is Cynthia jealous? Come to find out later on, that wasn't even Drew Sador. That was LaToya. Um, and then I, wore, I wrote, Kenya is wearing silk and sweating under her boob and chin. That's literally all that I wrote for Atlanta. That's it. That's the review. And then I think later on, I picked up on LaToya and Drew. That's how I realized that it was not Drew who Kenya invited over. It was LaToya. Um, they were arguing over, what do you do when you're separated? Listen, there's no such thing as a break with me. If we take a break from the relationship, we take a break from the relationship. I am not going to separate to still be in a relationship and try to, I don't know, appease you. And I thought like, we're not together, but we are, but we aren't. So I'm not going to talk to anyone else. No, if we're, we're filing for separation or we're going to separate for a while. Then I'm going to do me. I'm going to see you know, check out, see if that grass is greener on the other side. Those ladies tended, uh, uh, had an argument about it. I think that LaToya is an Aquarius. I know one of the girls is an Aquarius. And if LaToya is an Aquarius, it would make sense why Kenya invited her over um, so quickly. I don't know any Aquariuses that don't like <laughs> Aquarians. We just, we just get each other. And if she is an Aquarian, it makes sense of why I kind of feel the same way she feels about separation. We're together or we're not. Stop playing with the semantics. Now we're going to get on to the juicy stuff, which is the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. And before we start, I want to go back to um, the first page of my notes because, you know, I wrote a lot. There we go. And before I start reading off of those, I want to give Monique Samuels a sincere apology and a thank you. I want to thank her for sponsoring my first um, podcast episode that check cleared and did not bounce. Um, I want to apologize for trying to understand her. I can't. I can't. Anyone that can put a muzzle on Giselle. Did you guys see the tears this reunion? And if you hadn't, don't worry. I'll give you enough detail on it. It'll be as if you watched the show. So <clears throat> Andy starts off this reunion in a very unique way. Um, every single cast member gets a little flashback and it goes throughout the season. And one may say that's what he always does, but he didn't do it in this particular order the last time. Okay. So, <clears throat> I mean, everyone gets their little, um, I guess, fan cam. And then they start off with the new girl, Wendy, four degrees, Ocefo. So, um, Andy starts off by shading Wendy, asking if she got another degree during the downtime of the show, because it's literally been a year since they shot, you know, scenes for Real Housewives of Potomac season. Is this season five or season six? Season five? Mm. It's been a year. 
And so she very well could have gotten another degree because honestly, once you get three or four degrees under your belt, I think the other ones come pretty easy. You have all the credits you need to get one. Um, Karen starts to, um, so I guess after when, uh, you know, Andy asked that question and then they start to do a quick flash throughout the season of everyone. Everyone gets a little cameo. Um, after Karen's Andy says, you know, he makes mention that Karen looks a little bit different. Has she gotten any work done? Now, obviously Karen has gotten work done. He asked, what was different this season in particular? And Karen said that she got fillers in her nose to bring up the tip of her bridge. And Robin decides that she has a voice and she's like, is that all that you've gotten? What about all over the seasons? And it's just like, you know, Robin, for somebody who can't take the heat, you always trying to throw a little jab on the low. And I don't like that. Like, I think a pussy hoe should shut the fuck up and just sit the fuck down and be quiet and suck Giselle's ass. But you, you, you hop in and then when somebody really starts coming from you, you above the mess. You not, though. You ain't candy. You don't fly above. Um, so, you know, Karen says she repeats the question that Andy, that Andy asked and she answers it. Obviously, she's gotten work done over the years, but he asked her more specifically what changed this season. She got some Botox or whatever, some fillers in her nose. I got fillers in my chin. What's wrong with it? I, I, well, actually, I got fillers in my cheeks. And then I gained weight, so you really can't tell the difference. But I said, if I was going to cut my hair off like I was, I was going to have some definition in my face. Y'all weren't going to call me Miss Potato Head. So, um, they start talking about Giselle's poor taste in clothing and she's deflecting left and right. I mean, Giselle is really acting surprised about the fact that she can't dress. And I'm like, where are you? Do you not watch the same seasons that we, that we watch? Do you not have the same Twitter audience that we have? You can't dress, hon. Um, (laughs) Karen states what she always states, which is that Giselle can dress, but she's, Giselle can't dress but she's just a very pretty woman which is true Giselle is a very very pretty woman now she's aging so those looks aren't going to last forever but she's a very pretty woman who does not dress in a very pretty manner Wendy who has for some reason ridden the coattails of um Giselle this um this season says she says the same thing that Karen says, but she doesn't get as much backlash. I mean, Giselle is just sitting there looking surprised. And she just says, you know what? She's so pretty. She doesn't even try. And what that means, Giselle, is that you're a very beautiful woman, but you cannot dress. That's all it means. And then um, Andy finally gets around to asking Robin about it. And she just kind of weasels her way out of it. But let's be clear. Robin is not trading wardrobes with Giselle either. <clears throat> and then Candace. Candace states that she would like to see Giselle with a good stylist. And I agree with Candace on that. If Giselle had a great stylist and a good publicist or somebody or a manager or somebody in strategic planning that could get her a really decent storyline. It would be so hard to hate Giselle. You want to know why? It's hard to hate pretty people. It really is. It's hard to hate pretty people, which is why I apologize for jumping ship on Monique. I'm back on the ship. The paycheck cleared. I'm ready. I love you, girl. You're so beautiful. And you put a muzzle on Giselle. So, um... (laughs) Somehow, some way, the context of, you know, will, I, I think Andy asked in so many words if, you know, how do, how does Robin and Giselle, how do their friendship last or if it'll fall apart or something. I can't remember. Like, I'm three drinks in. Um, and Robin claims that her and Giselle are just genuine friends and they're in this, you know, they're not friends for strategic reasons on the show. And I think that was a jab of Monique, but let me tell you something, Miss Robin, you better, you better watch it, honey, because 
Monique has a three inch binder, not one inch. So it's a few people that's on her shit list tonight. <clears throat> and then we actually get started with Wendy. See, they had teased me a little bit in the opening thinking that we were going to jump right in on Wendy, but we're not. So let's talk about Wendy and her outfit. Um, didn't like it. I didn't like a lot of the, I didn't like any of the Potomac looks. Um, of course, if I had to pick a winner, Monique. But again, Monique is one of those girls that's so pretty. She can wear everything and, and make it look good. Wendy looked like I was, she just put me back into my high school environment. It's like 2015 and I'm a sophomore and I go to Townview Magnet Center in Dallas Independent School District and I have two or three Mexican girlfriends and they have invited me each to their um, quinceanera and I am elated to pick out or to attend their dress picking with them and I, and I say you know yellow looks really good against your olive skin Maria and Maria picks that dress and she wears it and she's just the belle of the ball. That's what Wendy gave, but she did not give me um, a grown ass woman that was at a Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. She didn't. But honestly, I mean, and not to be xenophobic or anything like that, but that's how some of our girls, some of our sisters dress like that's. I think it's like a culture thing. So I'm not going to harp on it too much because I don't want it to seem like, I mean, I'm American and I know that that those dresses are reserved for quinceaneras. That's, that's what I do know. So I'll leave it at that. I'll table that. Um, Wendy says that she enjoyed her first season of housewives. I bet all you did was talk about your four degrees and you started shit that didn't need to be started. You picked size that didn't need to be picked. And um, you were able to get a check that paid down that alleged $1 million in student loan debt that you owe along with that $750,000 house that you had to buy that wasn't inside of Potomac, but it was outside of Potomac so that you can get on the Potomac Real Housewives franchise to pay down the one million dollars that you owe, even though you gain more debt, you know. So it it just keeps going into a circle. Of course, you enjoyed your first season of Housewives, and hopefully, you get another one so you can keep paying down on that house. Um, congrats are in order, though. She is the first nigerian housewife and i might sound very inauthentic right now or, or disgenuine or whatever word y'all <laughs> i get nervous in front of y'all and i lose all of my little vocabulary that's over four words or four letters long so just forgive me but i'm not being disingenuine or disingenuous when i say this i am very happy that we have our first nigerian housewife i did not realize that we did not have that i'm all for representation and i'm all for another soror being on the show but that's not going to stop me from ripping into your ass so hopefully i don't get a letter from nationals about not being um sisterly ashley brings up wendy and her dr wendy commentary and Wendy is acting as if she was not being condescending within four goddamn degrees and she was because no one no one was questioning whether she was intelligent no one was questioning well come to find out maybe Karen was whether she deserved to be on the show or not and maybe there was something going on behind the scenes with Karen which I do believe she pulls strings behind the scenes and so do a lot of my friends um that made her feel the need to constantly bring up four degrees because what people don't know is that I have like a good section of my family that's Nigerian I'm not Nigerian myself and they are a very proud culture they are a very very proud culture but I have never as many Nigerian graduations as, I, as I've attended or that I've been a part of celebratory I've drank the champagne at four years old I've gotten the money. I've seen the money being thrown. Um, I, I know how they stand proud, but they didn't they didn't repeatedly tell someone, anyone that would listen, how many degrees that they had. You just knew that they had them. 
Um, she's saying that she did not say anything like that in um, a condescending manner, but but you did. You took an opportunity to jab Ashley. You went completely overboard with the fact that Ashley was able to bring Dean along to Monique's lake, lake house trip. And it had nothing to do with your issue had nothing to do with Ashley. You, if anything, you should have had an issue with Monique for not um, extending you the courtesy or extending you the grace to bring your newborn. And then you went and then for you to have four degrees, you don't know the difference between being a new mom and a mother of a newborn. Like what, <laughs> what does it mean to have four degrees then? Anyway, she maintains that again, she wasn't being condescending. Nigerians are just very proud. They are very proud um, but I, I think that was cap. So, um, that kind of stems into the conversation of whether Karen tried to get Wendy put off the show. Karen denies it. And one thing about it, I know Karen be lying like a motherfucker. So I know she tried to get Wendy off the show. I know she did. I know she hinted. I know she tried to plot i know she tried to sway the other members to get wendy off the show and she might not have directly said i want wendy off the show i don't want y'all to film with her but she did try to put a bug into everybody's ear because if wendy acts like this on tv i can only imagine how insufferable she is off tv and they are in organizations together where they have had to work on the same board or something and i can imagine how and I mean, we've all, if you've ever been a part of any type of organization and you've had to come up with any type of program or any type of fundraiser, you've been on a phone call, you've been in a meeting, you've been somewhere with people that you, that are just not rubbing you the right fucking way. They're very obnoxious um, and they're very self-centered and I think that they're handling business. So I can see how that can rub Karen the wrong way, but Karen needs to own up to the fact that she did say things about Wendy that would look as if she was trying to get Wendy off of the show. She kind of confessed to it, but she danced around that. But that's what I expect from Karen. Um, I still love her regardless because who else am I going to love on this wretched show besides her and Monique and Ashley when she's doing whatever I want her to do. Um, so Wendy says, and she does bring up a good point. Wendy says that Karen didn't take to her because she did not kiss Karen's ass. And I 100% agree. I 100% agree. If Wendy would have got on the show and would have asked for a mother figure or would have came down and groveled to Karen, Karen would have loved Wendy. And every time she mentioned one of those four degrees, Karen would have loved it. She would have said, that's right. You earn those. You talk about them. But because it didn't happen like that, neither were impressed with the other. This is what you get. A bunch of shade throwing. They both threw shade. They were both guilty in my opinion. Neither one gave the other a fair shot. It comes to light that Karen and Wendy are wearing the same shoe. I mean... I didn't think that Karen and Wendy had the same sense of style, but there we are. And then it goes to Candace, the topic of the season. I mean, actually Monique is, but I mean, whatever. So Andy starts off by saying, you know, I see that you finally moved out of Dorothy's house and she wants to give Chris Bassett some camera time. So she gives us a teaser. We won't find out until part two or three whether they moved out of um, Dorothy's house. I'm guessing yes, because they closed on the home. Um, but maybe they're going to blame COVID or something, which we'll talk about that when we get to Giselle. Um, Candace's responses and reactions and verbal attacks come up. And Andy does call Candace a train wreck on Twitter. I agree. This is from someone else who is also a train wreck on Twitter. But you know what the main difference is? I own it. I own every single thing that I say. You know, if I was to ever blow up with this podcasting shit, 
I've have, I have a lot of questions that I have to answer. And yes, a lot of the things that I said were in response to what people said to me, but I still didn't have to say them. I just felt that that was the best course of action at the time. And I don't have any regrets. I don't, but I'm not going to pretend as if I don't know the weight of my words. And I'm not going to pretend that some of the things that I've said would not provoke someone to physically assault me or want to. That's the point of me saying them, duh. Um, but Andy calls her um, a train wreck on Twitter. So Ashley starts clearing Candace. And unfortunately, like I said, I am on my third glass of champagne today. So I don't remember what Ashley actually cleared Candace about or what I felt cleared about. I think she was just saying that, like, you know, Candace says a, a lot of nasty ass things. And then she likes to play victim. And then Robin cleared Ashley. I remember what Robin cleared Ashley about. Robin was like, but you were talking about my family as well. You had our, you had your nose in our business as well. So don't act so but hurt when Candace does the same thing. That was a clear. And then Ashley cleared Michael by saying that Candace said that <laughs> that baby Dean looks just like Michael. And I think Robin was in so many words said, is that shade? And then Ashley was like, yes. So she know Gollum look a mess. She know Gollum ugly. She knew what y'all were implying. It's the same thing y'all was trying to imply when y'all said that Pilar, PJ, Portia's daughter, looked just like Dennis. Y'all were not saying that just because that baby, because guess what? Everybody looked like their parents, boo. But when y'all kept pointing out that PJ looked just like Dennis with a bow on, y'all hoes is being funny. So don't play. Mm-mm. <clears throat> And then Andy, oh my goodness, Andy brings this up and this is starting, to, this infuriated me for a little while. Andy asked if colorism was a factor. In um, the treatment of Candace or the reaction to Candace this season. And this is very sticky and tricky territory. This is what I will say. I am not dark skinned. So you can't make me the spokesperson on colorism. I can only give my opinion. I'm a brown skinned woman, but I am not dark. I don't benefit from colorism, but I also don't suffer a lot of the consequences of colorism. So I will start off by saying that. And I am open to people talking to me and reaching out to me if you want to have a sincere conversation or maybe you want to come on the podcast and talk more about what my, you know, following opinion is. And maybe you can shed light. I do have a lot of dark skinned friends. Of course, it does not make me dark skin. I think they're in agreement with what I with what I say. But if there's somebody out there that wants to talk about it more in depth and, you know, educate any of us, I'm not forcing anyone to. But if you want to. You are free to reach out to me at nogoodcompany at yahoo.com um, to set up a time and we can talk more in depth about why you feel as if, um, you know, a colorism was a factor. Because I think in this particular instance, it was not. For one, Monique is dark skinned, okay? I think everyone's missing the fact that not only is Monique dark skin, Monique is darker than Candace. Monique was the aggressor in the situation. So every time they call Monique ghetto, hood, rat, gutter, or whatever else, what other insult they have, no one bitched about colorism then. But because we are not riding Candace's coattail off to the fucking therapy session where she pretends that she's traumatized all of the sudden it's colorism and because Ashley hasn't gotten popped yet I don't know why Ashley hasn't gotten popped yet but in the earlier seasons when Ashley was on I was rooting for her to get that ass tapped it just hadn't happened yet I don't know if that's not colorism or if that's just luck but Candace words in my opinion cut deeper in the moment because Candace is saying them directly to you Ashley's just being a little fucking cunt but Candace is, she's aiming for a reaction. 
And I don't also think that calling Dr. Wendy aggressive is an act of colorism. Dr. Wendy is very aggressive. If she was light skinned, it would be the same thing. I'm going to call a spade a spade every time. And I don't think it's fair that we can't criticize women of darker tones without the risk of the colorism conversation popping up. I, I, I don't think that dark skinned women are these aggressive brutes. And I know that that is an idea that society has about women of color, more in particular black women, more in particular darker black women. But Wendy, you were being aggressive. Monique was being aggressive. Candace is being aggressive. Y'all also happen to be dark skinned. Giselle is aggressive. Ashley is aggressive. Ashley is ferocious. The same words that she uses to describe other people who engage in the same type of combat that she engages in is true for all parties. And I do get it. There are just some words that you just don't use. For instance, I had to talk to my boss about calling me sassy. We don't use that word because maybe I am sassy, but it has such a negative connotation. And if we wanted to, um, to skew the conversation more towards that, like certain words are just better be, you know, knowing what we know and being informed on it. Maybe we don't use those words instead of saying aggressive. Maybe we say, hold on, let me just thesaurus aggressive. What is another word for aggressive? Maybe we just don't use that one. Okay, we have hostile, belligerent, bellicose, antagonistic, truculent. Oh, that's a nice one. Pugnacious, argumentative, quarrelsome. Quarrelsome, that's going to be my new word. Confrontational, macho, violent, combative. I think that confrontational or quarrelsome will be my new word. Because in a way, I did get what Dr. Wendy was saying, but I don't feel like she was labeled that because she was dark-skinned. Wendy came in on some bitch, you got to bring your kid, and I did it, and I'm Dr. Wendy to you, bitch. You ain't got no degree, ho. You just sucking an old white man's dick, bitch. Like, I don't know what other definition of aggressive there would be. If you needed context for what aggressive was, she just came at Ashley for no reason. Um, I think that it's very tone deaf to ask if colorism is a factor. And we got two people that call themselves the green eye bandits and talk about how um, they're light skinned with green eyes. Can we drop a clues bomb right there? talk about colorism and then you're boasting about how you and your best friend are two light-skinned chicks with green eyes let's not forget about how season one was coming off because it was coming off very classes i think um pedigree is another is another dog whistle for light-skinned and well-read and generational prestige that's what I think it is. That's what it is for the white folks. So, and again, maybe since I don't benefit nor suffer from colorism, it's easy for me to write all of this off. But I don't think that it's fair to say that we can't call a spade a spade. Wendy was aggressive. Candace is aggressive. Giselle's aggressive. Um, Ashley is definitely aggressive and Ashley does deserve her ass whooped there. I said it. Did my homegirls hear it on my homegirl Twitter? Y'all hear that? Ashley deserved to get her ass beat. She deserved to get her ass beat. We waiting on it. She going to drop them babies one day and she going to revert back to the old Ashley and maybe somebody will pop her. And when they do pop her, I want y'all to go on the fucking witch hunt like y'all did Monique Samuels. That's what I want y'all to do. Let me get off of here before they piss me off again. Um, Robin steps in to say that words have power and, um, you know, more stuff about colorism. But let's talk about it, Robin. Words have power. Those same words that you typed on Lipstick Alley, allegedly, where you said that one doesn't go for darker girls. Huh? Those same words. Where you were, um, oh, I, I wish I remembered the font's name. Let me see if I can pull it up. 
Where is my phone at? Mm hmm. Where is my phone? I'll just kind of cut some of this waiting period out so y'all don't have to search with me. Or maybe y'all want to. Robin. Let's see what her font name was. Um, oh, apparently, uh, here's the thread. I have it. Apparently, Robin used to be a mod for Lipstick Alley and used to argue with people in Wine Street, especially when he was fucking Gabrielle Union. Uh, I can't find it. I don't know if he deleted some stuff or whatever. And there was a whole thread on it. And unfortunately, um, I don't have all of it, but there was a fun. And if you everybody's on Lipstick Alley, no one wants to admit that they're on Lipstick Alley. But honey, we're all on Lipstick Alley, whether you're um, in incognito mode, acting like you're not a member, whether you're in a, a member acting like um, <laughs> acting like you're defending a friend, um, whether you're a member trying to post things to throw off your scent. We're all members. Some of us just lurk. That's the best way to do it, boo. That way, if people pull up your IP address and they find out what the fuck you've been talking about, you ain't been talking shit about nobody. You just been lurking, collecting your tea and taking notes like Blair does. That's what Blair does. Blair takes notes. But anyway, Robin, you were on LSA arguing, saying that Robin, that, that Juan doesn't like dark-skinned girls, allegedly. <clears throat> so... Now you understand that words have meaning when you typed over 2000 in defense of wine and how in his treatment of Robin or his treatment of yourself. It's funny to me. I think that when you start boasting, like I, when you start boasting about your skin tone, like, oh, I'm light skin. I got green eyes. Like you should just sit the fucking colorism conversation out. It's like very disingenuous. Um, next. Candace says she doesn't provoke people. She just defends herself and she uses her words. Next. Um, Andy says that her life would be easier, her being Candace, if she just eased up off Twitter. I bet because Candace has a knack for using the F word. And, um... I'm not going to tell too much of my business, but what I will say is that each community has words that they can use in the privacy, uh, in the comfort of their own people. I'm black. I can say nigga. When you gay, you can say other words. I'm going to leave that alone. She is not gay or she's not out with being gay so she should have no reason to use some of the words and say some of the things that she said on twitter so just like she's quick to jump on other people and say that it was colorism was a factor and that words mean things and, uh, and all this other bullshit well yeah words mean things so you would call people sissies and punks next giselle well we own giselle and this is where the reunion got exceptionally good. I must say that before I get to this point, even if Monique didn't bring the binder, the banter back and forth from the girls was so good to the point that um, I, I would have enjoyed it even up to this point. <laughs> but Monique just annihilates Giselle in this segment and it's hard to watch Giselle is saying that she had a breakdown at the reunion and now I see why she got ate the fuck up chewed that box color right out of her goddamn head oh my gosh it was some real shit okay so let's run it from the top after a while y'all I stopped taking notes because I'm Listen, my best friend is my witness. I was sitting there with my pearls clutched, my, my, you know, symbolic pearls clutched on my chest. And I felt like I was being quiet because I didn't want to be in the binder next. I didn't know if I was up next. I said, let me shut the fuck up and see what she got to say. But um, Giselle, 
Giselle tells her first lie by saying that her house isn't complete due to Corona stopping the materials. And this was her lie in response to Andy asking about the West Wing of her house being completed. Her fucking tear down. Let me tell you something. I work in the home building industry and COVID ain't stopped shit. It may take you a little bit longer to get your refrigerator. It may take you a little bit longer to get your stove or your HVAC unit. But every material that you need to build your house is accessible, especially now. So you need to lie to people who don't work in the field that you're talking about. Okay. I'm telling you guys, it is a 100% lie. They are not stopping shit at the border for housing, for, for housing. They're not. I don't know what the fuck she's ordering, but whatever it is, it, it, it shouldn't have stopped the West Wing from being built. She's lying through her teeth. You want to know when we first had issues or hiccups with home building? In, um, it wasn't March. It wasn't April. It was May. That's when, that's when resources got really, really low. But by June... Everybody had read up all across the country. So don't so don't even lie about stuff like that. You just don't have the money or the funds or maybe you don't want to because it's not smart because the way the pandemic works is that everybody started realizing, oh, fuck, (laughs) we all live paycheck to paycheck. A lot of us don't have the ability to miss a paycheck. And so if you don't have the ability to miss the paycheck, then maybe you shouldn't um, go forward with expensive projects if you're a freelancer or if you get paid by the gig. And that's what you do, Giselle. Anyway, um, of course, her and Karen start going back and forth and Giselle starts making these ages comments. We want to talk about some isms and some ist. She starts making some, you know, ages comments. And my whole thing is, okay, baby, y'all not that far apart, baby. Both of y'all are over the, both of y'all don't get periods anymore. Okay. Neither one of y'all got the ushy gushy in your tussy. So like, what the fuck are you sitting up here shading Karen for being old for? And bitch, you right behind her. Dare I say you look as old as Karen? Or maybe Karen looks as young as you. But y'all are not that far apart in age, sweetheart. Um, Giselle says that her manufacturer shut down with COVID and that's why, um, every Hue Beauty is no longer in stores or in stock, but that doesn't explain why she liquidated all of her assets. Now I don't work in the beauty industry, so I can't say if, you know, her products are being held up at the um, China border or at the Mexico border. And before y'all start, I know that China does not border the United States. I'm just saying, you know, at customs or wherever the fuck that shit will stop at. Okay. I don't know if this is a hundred percent true because you liquidated your assets. People who are in those fields, Send me an email, shoot me an email at nogoodcompany at yahoo.com and just give me the rundown on how shit like that works. Or if you're a lawyer and you've been working or you've been representing some people who have had some, some beauty businesses, let me know because something in the buttermilk ain't clean. She already lied about uh, Corona stopping her from completing her West Wing. So I think this is the same lie that she's going to ride out. Um... They bring up the kids not liking Jamal. I got a lot to say about this. Let me take the remainder of my drink and I'm not going to drink anymore. You got to be a real sorry and piss poor person to use your kids um, emotional stability for a storyline. You got to be an even bigger piss poor person to really fall for a man who has given you a STD, according to the documents that you filed in court. You said it a little fancy way, but we know what that stands for, STD, for a man that has sent you to a mental hospital, for a man that has had children, outside children on you during your marriage, 
for a man that can't keep his dick outside of his congregation for a man who does not make you nor your children that he has had with you a priority you got to be a real piss poor person because either way you swing it if you're faking this storyline or this shit is real it's just very pathetic you got your family looking at you crazy and i hope i hope that andy is paying you fucking enough to where when those kids are 24 and they're done with your ass i hope that it's worth it i hope that that money can keep you warm at night i hope that that money can pay for those adult therapy sessions with them that you're gonna have to take because jamal does not give a fuck about you or them goddamn kids and he shows it every single way She says that the kids and Jamal have moved forward into a great place. Well, girl, we didn't see that on camera, so save it. We didn't see it. How ironic is that? How convenient. How convenient that your kids have found a way to their dad off camera because he saw what the episodes were and he reached out. He's a preacher. He's a liar. I honestly, Giselle, I'm just so disgusted with you and how you've how you've moved with this entire Jamal Bryant thing. You you are a very selfish and shitty parent according to what's shown on TV. And that's all I can base it off of because I'm not in your house, but you are a, you, you bitch, you low down. Um, Karen cleared Giselle again, but again, I didn't write down what happened because at this point, a lot of banner starts happening and this is when Monique starts to pull out her binder. And then Monique and Karen, they start doing this whole gangbang thing. I mean, they're fucking Giselle from each and every way. She's getting it at all angles. And Giselle is about to crack. I think we're about to see the breakdown that she's talking about. I think so. And honestly, I need to see. I want you to cry. Cry, girl, cry. Because you always in somebody else's business. You're always in somebody else's business. You're always trying to make a lame ass joke at somebody else's expense. You love to see someone else humiliated except for Robin Dixon. It's your time. It's your time on the summer jam screen, boo. Don't run from it. Stand in it. And she she was left speechless. We all were actually. Um, I don't know what Monique gains from this, but a sense of bitch, I got you. Because let me tell you something. I'm not above the mess at all. I don't take high roads. Blair don't take them. We can go as low in the gutter as you want to go. You want to roll around in the dirt like two pigs? I don't give a fuck. Because when I get up and I take that shower, I'm going to come back out clean. Can't nobody tell me how to react to some shit that doesn't happen to me. And that's how I feel about Monique. I think that even though Monique is being a little bit fraudulent for sitting on this information for, I don't know how long you never, Hey, karma ain't got no time. Cause one thing about me, I'll sit up on a motherfucker and plot for years. They thinking that it's all good, but ho, you did something to me. You're going to have to pay the piper. You're going to have to pay me. Okay. You, I'm going to get my lick back. I might not get it back right away, but I, I, I'm plotting and I'm going to get it. Um, <laughs> Candace is hopping in, trying her best to defend Giselle, but she's also shocked and surprised and gagging at the T2. It's like on one hand, she wants to gag. On the other hand, she remember who defended her all season on the I hate Monique train. So she's like, oh, this is unnecessary. What are you gaining from this? Karen, this is your friend. But on the other hand, bitch, you gagging just like us. So she like, oh, shit. <laughs> especially when Monique read the number out and Giselle confirmed that that was his number. Candace was like, well, that's unfortunate. It damn sure is, bitch. You need to sit your ass there before you get snatched up again now, Candace. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was gagging. Andy was gagging. My best friend was gagging. Twitter was gagging. We were all gagging. I... I, I don't know what better way to end the Real Housewives of Potomac segment, but with silence. Honestly, <laughs> this show is such a high that I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about when the show ends. I guess I'm going to have to talk about my life, which is honestly not this adventurous and exciting. Um, 
And then on the next episode, I mean, who gives a fuck about the next episode of, of, of Potomac? Let's talk about this one. This one was great. Um, Monique looked the fuck good. I do wish she would have picked another dress, something a little bit softer that would soften out her angles. Again, I don't know what the fuck Ashley had on um, <laughs> and with Karen. With Karen, she was definitely in theme, and I will give her that. I don't think the dress was that pretty, but she was in theme. That was a very Portuguesean, Portugal, Portuguese, Portugalese dress. Um, it was giving me Tina Marie. You know, it was it was definitely giving me that. Um, All I can say to wrap up this review of Potomac is that I'm excited for part two and part three. And there honestly might be a part four. Also, before I leave, can I talk about how Andy is daddy? Like Andy has always been a favorite of mine. And I will honestly say that I will stand Andy before I stand any of the housewives. He's the perfect amount of messy. He's who I want to transition into when I'm an old person. And I've gained all this wisdom. And I've talked enough shit throughout my youth to know that I don't have to talk that shit no more. I can just be kind of very classy messy based and how I go about being messy and I love it I love the salt and pepper look on him I love what he wears to the reunions I love the demeanor I like the moderation or sometimes the lack thereof um I don't really know how you moderate a reunion when everyone except for Monique is silent and then you have Karen tagging in whenever she can you know on some March Madness shit them niggas went to the dance okay (laughs) they was dancing all over Giselle's feelings but let me know what your feelings were about the episode um don't forget to um rate my podcast on apple podcast guys I'm not too familiar with other podcasting apps I listen to all of you guys on apple (laughs) So I and then also I do have a tweet which I will pin to my profile. Um my Twitter account is Locahuntus. That is L O C C O Hauntus. Like Pocahontas, just switch out some stuff. I'm not about to spell it. Like I said, three glasses of um uh, champagne in. Um and, and I poured them in a big wine glass. So I didn't pour them in a champagne flute. Cause I you know, I'm ghetto like that. So, um, let me list your podcast down in my tweet that I'm going to pin on my profile. Let me know what you think about this. Tell me what you want to hear. I'm here to serve you guys. I'm here, um, to kind of meet you guys' needs. I want you guys to have fun and to enjoy listening to me while y'all are driving to work, cleaning your house, um, some of y'all can like write papers and listen to me at the same time. That's amazing. Blair can't do that. I, I, I got to focus on one thing at a time. Um, you know, if you just need some background noise, I want to be some good background noise, though. So just let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you disagree with. Let's have arguments and stuff on Twitter. But don't get too nasty, y'all, because I'm just like a, I'm like Candace. I'll be going a little too far. So don't. Talk to me nice a little bit because, you know, then I got to start talking about people, their relatives and stuff. And now I done lost a fan and I don't want to do that. So um, just let me know what you think about this review. And thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, yo, you ain't fuck me. You fuck the old body. You ain't fuck Nikki. You fuck Nicole body. Ain't no miles when this here nobody. With the heads, these bitches is nobody. I mean a new body. Now I need some music. No little word trying to stay.